You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the show, Liz in Detroit's show. Um, it's my esteemed pleasure today to welcome a guest that I've been working on to get on the show for like six months, Miss Amy Peterson. Um, not only is she a good friend, a client, and an incredible woman, business person, entrepreneur extraordinaire. She's doing a lot of great things to give back to Detroit's community, in particular Detroit's um, homeless females, which is um, a very important, ambitious um, goal to work on fighting um, homelessness. Um, Without further ado, we'll be talking a lot about um, more of my real estate at the end of the towards the end of the show. But I wanted to jump right into interviewing with Amy because I know her schedule is kind of crazy. So, everyone, welcome Miss Amy Peterson. Hi, Hi. I'm so excited to be here. So, as my show always kind of covers aspects of living in Detroit and the whole lifestyle and and being a part of this great community that we're in, it was. It was that's why it was so important for me to have people like yourself be on the show, um, just because, you know, you're not originally from Michigan. So knowing what an impact it made when you did relocate here um, was on you. And not only were you looking to not just be a resident of the city, but you decided you wanted to make much more of an impact once you came here. So please, Amy, give us a little bit of the background story of of you know you your history what brought you to the city and what had you come to create this fabulous business that is called rebel Nell. for those of you who don't know about this um company um you should look it up online it's amazing jewelry and you'll hear from amy um the history and the backstory of this fabulous product so go to it well thanks for the intro yeah I, my story sort of, that brought me to Detroit, ironically, even though I I moved here only 10 years ago, I started about when I was 14. I was a little girl who always wanted to work in baseball. That's something that you don't hear many little girls uh, have that passion. Uh, And I set out with that really goal in mind. And that's how I kind of carved my, all my summer jobs and schooling and grad school and despite uh, receiving rejection letters from almost every team in baseball, I finally got that opportunity to come to Detroit. Uh, I can't believe it's been over a decade now. And I, I came here in, in 2007 pursuing my own personal dream. And I've always been so incredibly grateful to the city because I got that shot. I got that opportunity. And that stuck with me. And then when I lived in um, – I always lived downtown Detroit. And where I lived was really close to a well-known shelter called COTS, Coalition on Temporary Shelter. And they do wonderful work, uh, particularly for uh, the homeless community here in the city. And their focus is really on families and women. And I would walk my dog, Elby, who's never met a stranger in his life. (laughs) And he would go up to anybody and everybody while we were walking and encourage them to give him a nice rub down. And so while he was getting a deep tissue massage, (laughs) I would strike up conversations with the residents of the shelter and just hearing their stories about how they left really challenging situations in search of a better opportunity, not only for themselves, but their family. 
this was a, a an aha moment for me. This was how to, this was my way of giving back to the city that gave so much to me. And that's really how the concept for, for Rebel Nell came to be. At first, we were just going to go in, and I say we, I have an amazing business partner, Diana Russell. At first, we were just going to go in and provide classes. And then we thought, well, it, we can do more to really teach a woman to fish. Um, how do we, how are we going to provide jobs and all this other education? How are we going to pay for this? Long story short, we came up with a concept for making jewelry out of graffiti. I mean, it's amazing because, like, you, of course, you come from a legal background because mm-hmm. what you meant, didn't mention is like you're an attorney for the Detroit Tigers, which is extremely impressive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Having you on their back for legal counsel. Um, but yeah, to come across creating this kind of business. So, how you had this great idea, but how did you actually? make it into fruition, like from the space, uh, acquiring this, you know, the materials, like how did all, how did all this come together? Yeah, it's kind of a, an interesting story and one that I, I actually don't believe, you know, I have those moments, Diane and I both have these moments where we'll look back, you know, we're like, I can't believe we've been doing this four years. And we never, I don't think we really envisioned what it could truly become and where it is today. We just started with an idea Mm -hmm. and we put one foot in front of the other. Diana and I were the ones who came up with the process for making the jewelry out of graffiti. We, uh, I had this crazy idea when I was running on the DeQuinder cut, I found some graffiti there, brought it back, really started playing with it. But I called her over. I said, I think I have an idea. Help me get there. We know what we want to put it on silver. And then a special thanks to our, they were boyfriends at the time. Now they're husbands. <laughs> uh, they helped us make the first round and first couple batches of jewelry in, in our apartment and over at Diana's garage. Um, and we, you know, just I think that's kind of been, you know, we always have a, a big vision and just if you, but if you spend too much time on the big vision, you yeah. won't get it done. Right. And so we just really have started, you know, again, we started making it. And then the next step was hiring women out of the shelter. That was you know, phase two. Um, we probably should have only hired one that would have been financially responsible, but we fell in love with three women. And so you know, we, it just, it just kept moving. Um, and today, you know, we've been doing this four years. We've hired 12 women. We've successfully graduated four who've gone on to better jobs. And that's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it is quite impressive when you like look back and reflect on everything. I think as women, we're so, we get so caught up in what we haven't done. Right. And what, where we need to be, what we should be doing, and we don't do enough of a, a job of reflecting on right. everything that we have accomplished. Well, hopefully you feel comfortable that I know that's already happened. You've had lots of people come to you because once you start something like this, you're going to have people follow, like, look at you as a mentor, look at you as a role model to t- possibly, you know, duplicate the same thing, maybe in a different kind of business. Um and I know you've gotten a lot of publicity. Um, I just have to mention, because I probably know you won't. I was turned on the Harry Connick show, and I there I go. I'm like, what? She's on the show? <laughs> and it was just pretty amazing. I'm like, I know this person. And it's like, for you to make that kind of an impact, it's like, yeah, the, the amount of accomplishment that you've done in four years is pretty amazing. And I know that you've probably gotten involved with some very amazing strategic partnerships to make this thing happen you know from getting your first space are you in still in the same location of creation as you were yeah. initially 
Yeah, we well, we moved out of the garage, which was mm-hmm. a big step, and then into a space, and then we expanded uh, same building but into a bigger space, and now we're actually hoping to move into a larger space uh, next 2017 sometime. Were you using a lot of your own collateral to get this thing off the ground, or did were you getting any kind of business loans initially to help support you or grants? Um, we actually, Diana and I put a little bit of money in, and then um, we won Detroit Soup. And that was a big win for us. Was that us. the $5,000 soup? It was $1,400. 14, $14, see, people, this is what you can do with some. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm not kidding when I say mm-hmm. that's how our business started. Um, and we you just have to be smart about that money. So Diana and I decided to invest that money into buying material. Mm-hmm. And we then made a boatload of jewelry. And we sold it at our very first event, which was at Dally in the Alley in Detroit. And four years ago or three years ago? Four years ago. 20, 2013 was our first dally. Mm. And we were able to, with all the sales of the jewelry, we turned that $1,400 into 8000 Wow. And then it just, then we did a, we did a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And how much money did you raise in the Kickstarter? We raised $25,000. I will tell you that was one of the most challenging things I've ever done. Uh, it was, I think there's just this, misconception out there that you can just start one and people will find you and give you all this right, money. Right. And I knew it was going to be work, but I, I maybe had a little bit of that too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, of course they're going to just think this is awesome and, and give us money. But we had to hustle like mm-hmm. none other. Every We were at every event in Detroit during that one month period talking to, I mean, it was like we were running a political campaign. Right. It was so much work to get and we barely got there. We got there at the Literally eleventh hour, fifty nine minutes, Jeez. and someone came in with the last hundred bucks. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was really stressful, uh, but exciting. And when was this Kickstarter? What what year? Same. So we started our business in uh, March, officially. Uh, mm-hmm. We did the Kickstarter in September. Well, we won Detroit Soup in July, so mm-hmm. with that fourteen hundred, and then we made product all of August. Uh, I believe we launched our Kickstarter in September, and we did it at. To the same time that Dally in the Alley was going on, mm-hmm. so we could try and get those people who were there mm-hmm. t- telling them about us and voting. Um, and it wrapped up in the middle of October. Wow. But what we didn't learn, this is a wonderful mm-hmm. tip for anyone out there who wants to start a business and wants to do a crowdfunding campaign, is uh, the tax consequences. <laughs> we learned that the hard way. I mean, taxes. We didn't have any expenses to deduct. <gasps> we were so new. And so by the time we wrapped up in October, I mean, it was almost the end of the year. We had uh, holiday sales and we had just hired. So we our first round of hires started in the first week of December. Mm-hmm. So all of that um, money that we raised, we were taxed on really heavily. Yeah. And that that hurt us because mm-hmm. there was this all this money. So I, I always advise people to get an accountant early It's one of the and an attorney. Yeah. I think sometimes people are worried about their expense, but you can find people who are volunteer their time at you know, small business associations. Sure. Or, but those are two people I would definitely recommend consulting with before you start. That's amazing. And so the first hire, you did hired three people, right, mm-hmm. in that first December. I mean, that's an amazing first year. And so what, what, was, what did the next year look at like? And so that, this was 2013. So what did 2014 look like as far as production and expansion and monies. And then, because you said you started off with Kickstarter. So how soon into this were you doing more of the marketing and your exposure was increasing? 
to then, I, I mean, I believe it. You created this demand for this product, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 2014, the focus, um, we were still riding a high. Mm-hmm. We were still uh, in Detroit. I always say that we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for the community. Mm-hmm. You know, this company is not mine and Diana's. Mm-hmm. It is you know, equal parts the community of Detroit because they got us to where we are. And I still think that if I was opening this in any other city, I'd probably still be knocking on doors. Right. But 2014 was, it was a great year for us. There was a lot of growth, a lot of intrigue. Um, we didn't have to spend too much money on marketing that year. Mm-hmm. It was 2015 when we started to do some marketing because we weren't the hot, fresh kid on the block anymore. Right. And then um, 2016, and we were trying a lot of new things. Mm-hmm. Some worked, some were epic failures. So different styles you're talking. You move from just the pendants to earrings to cufflinks. So to- we have we had product, new mm-hmm. product we were developing, and then we also were trying new marketing strategies. So breaking into the wholesale market, which mm-hmm. meant a lot of expense to travel to these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and some worked for us and some didn't. I mean, and I, when I say they didn't, they were a total bust, a mm-hmm. total zero for us. Um, and so we had some struggles with cash flow during, during that time. And then especially 2016 when we went all in, um, cause we had had some, let me, I'm getting my years mixed up, but we had had some limited success in 2015. So we went all in 2016 mm-hmm. and with, it was like the wrong year altogether to do it mm-hmm. because the way the political exactly the political yeah. and and who knew right uh, that retail especially our our level like a uh, the luxury item no one mm-hmm. you don't need jewelry to survive mm-hmm. the luxury retail sector tends to take a twenty five percent hit during election years mm-hmm. so all of the, there were no buyers at these wholesale shows it was a really difficult um, twenty sixteen was a really hard year for us. Because we we experimented a lot and it didn't necessarily work. So then mm-hmm. managing cash flow, you have families who depend on you. Right, that was a real struggle, and we were able to get through it. And now you know, 2017 is far more streamlined, and we're being smarter with our marketing dollars. We're really focusing heavily on our online sales channel mm-hmm. uh, versus the wholesale market. Um, so. Getting back into, you said, focusing in on it's really the community of Detroit that's enabled you to be where you're at and to grow this business. Um, The women that you employ. I mean, we all talk about, um, you know, or I should say, like-minded people who believe in giving back think alike of what impact that they can make with the community that surrounds them. And so these women that you've been able to employ and thankfully graduate onto bigger and better things um, is, is if you can like kind of quantify the kind of employment um, in some way that you're allowing these people to like go from situations where they're living in cots and being able to afford apartments, you know, where our current climate is, in the city of Detroit, we're a never shifting kind of growing, changing marketplace. Um, are you finding that people, these people are actually able to grow and stay in, you know, within the city, like, and to actually make a bigger impact here themselves? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a really good point. And one of the things that, that we are learning about is that our impact numbers, the specific person is is relatively small for the actual amount of impact that we're mm-hmm. having. And what we're learning is our women will take what they're learning on a day-to-day basis at Rebel Nell 
And and when I say what they're learning, we do everything from financial literacy classes, business education, life wellness, housing resources, legal aid, women empowerment classes. Uh, We get their driver's license restored. We we do a really deep dive. Mm -hmm. And what we're learning is they're going back into their communities and sharing this knowledge with not only their families, but their friends. Uh, And so they're, they're, they're part of the impact as well. And right. the impact is, is beyond just the numbers that we hire. And more importantly, I actually think our true impact is going to be with the kids of the women that we hire. Absolutely. You know, they're going to now have a mom who's uh, in a better position, has a more stabilized life. She's able to pursue her dreams and there's less stress on the family overall. That, that I think is where the real impact will be. Mm-hmm. Now that we're in 2017, and as I mentioned earlier, you actually got national recognition for what you do and the impact that you've made on the lives of people on the Harry Connick show. What 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 has that done with your sales in in your in your you know hopefully your projections for 2017 onward? Actually, it's it's interesting, and I think we live in such a uh, fast-paced society, especially mm-hmm. with media and information. We had a great sales day the day that the Harry Connick show <laughs> aired. Day. Yeah. It was that day, <laughs> and that was it. Really? It has been, I mean, I shouldn't say radio silence, but uh, yeah. we can't attribute it to the Harry show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the day that Harry aired, it was fascinating because all of a sudden, most of our orders are, are Michigan-based. Yeah. Um. And then all of a sudden, and Harry, you could tell where it was being released, mm-hmm. at what times the show was airing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you'd get a couple from Oklahoma and a couple from Hawaii, then Vermont. And it was such a cool journey to be on. And I wish it was running every day because to sure, have those kind right. of sales was amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, and, and then it just quiet day mm-hmm. the next day. Wow. Yeah. So with that, because that's an incredible feat to get on that show what now i mean what are we looking at numbers for you and as far as your current employment you said you've got 12 employees like what is your next drive what is your next goal or next series of goals over the course of like the next year say five years or more for the company yeah well actually we're we're down to six employees right now we've we graduated another woman at the end of the year and we're in the process of hiring another uh, we take a really long time to hire. Sure. It's fitting into our culture and our family is mm-hmm. a big, big part of why we work. Um, but you know what the what the future holds. I would love to get us to a place where we're between ten and fifteen women mm-hmm. out of the shelter, um, and then you know that is a steady number that we're constantly graduating out at least two or three every year and bringing new ones on. Uh, my next big dream is to actually have um, a ground level storefront area which that's workspace education center maybe an area for their children um, mm-hmm. and then a retail front uh, a retail space in the front of the building mm-hmm. and then long term I'd love to take this on the road I'd love to have a rebel now New Orleans or LA or Chicago pick a city I think that I think it would, it would do amazing yeah. Really amazing. Yeah, I could just see like the mobile ship. I mean, the mobile rebel now. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for graffiti near you. Absolutely. I could totally see that. And we're, it's cool because we're starting to get people who follow our story who are sending us graffiti. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So we're, we've 
picked up some from Chicago, um, from Brazil, from uh, we have a bunch from Flint, Michigan. So it's starting wow. to come in from other areas, which is kind of cool. Has it come like FedEx, UPS? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God! It's Here's funny. a block of just wow. paint, just paint. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Um, now, where are you located? Like you said, you're staying. You're are you st- um, in the city where that you manufacture or produce? Yep, we're right in the heart of the city, right on Grand River. Uh, we're in the Grand River Creative Corridor, mm-hmm. uh, and that's been a really good home for us. So is most of your sales online? Or I know that there are local places if you have all the names. Can you list off where people can find your product in addition to your online store? Yeah, I mean, a good place where I want to go is just rebelnell.com. You can not only buy it online there, but you can also see stores that are close to uh, where you live. In Detroit, we're in the Peacock Room, the DIA, City Bird, Detroit Artist Market, and and then we're in like 35 other stores in and around the area, and Anything, actually in and around the country. Yeah, I was going to say, are you out? Of, you're out of state. Yeah, too. we're in 11. Uh, I think I think it's 11 states in one country or two countries. We're in Canada as well. <laughs> so, how do you base your like production line on this demand? Like, how how do you handle orders and and you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting because we're still tweaking that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing a much better job this year. I give a lot of credit to Diana uh, for for really we're getting better at streamlining ordering supplies in advance before we just we bootstrapped everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't order supplies until we had sold. So then if you get a big order, we're in a complete crunch because there's a lead time mm-hmm. that it may not work for these uh, for the retailer. They may want it in two weeks. Well, it's not gonna. We're gonna take two weeks just to get some silver in, or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. we're doing a much better job of of enhancing our production, and we're finding ways to do uh, some of the processes a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. So that's been it's been helpful, but we're still learning and figuring it out. And you mentioned like the kind of because of like where we are, even still the present political climate now. Not even just in in twenty sixteen before. Um, the presidential election. Like, where do you see, like, what what is, if you even know that much into it, like, what happens to be your typical buyer? Do you have people, like, buying these as gift tokens? Because what I'm thinking is, along this mindset of not only wanting to promote um, local business entrepreneurs like yourself, but also that the 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 message that you have and the great good that you're doing it's like that focus on on different charities that I believe that are strengthening our communities day by day and something like Rebel Nell it's like they make exceptional gifts for clients or thank yous as tokens and to just like load up on that stuff it's like you're not only buying a great product mm-hmm. but you're also being able to contribute towards the betterment of of what you're doing for the community at large, right? Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of that, and that's been a, a major source of of, of revenue for us. Uh, we are a huge gift that that people give. I mean, people do buy it for themselves, but it's mostly a gift. Uh, we are starting to tap into the corporate gifting say, market. That would be great. It's a great way for them to to do something fantastic for their community and give uh, their clients or their employees a wonderful gift that shows mm-hmm. that they care about the city. Um. So it's, uh, 
and and I think the other thing that's really neat too is with the current political situation, um, people are feeling that they want to do something mm-hmm. and they don't know really how to do it sometimes or mm-hmm. um, or maybe this is just a way that works for them. But sure. we will get little notes in you know our from our customers that say, "Hey, I just love what you're doing and I want my money to count." So mm. I'm gonna I'm buying this because I, I absolutely love the product and I, I support what you're doing. So that's a those are that's a big step for us. And we we really are a brand that talks about empowerment and and civil rights and and humanitarianism and that's just what we believe in. And right. so hopefully you know when you wear a piece of Rebel Now you're part of that club too. Absolutely. Can people customize like pieces? So say like. I have a vision of something to look, you know, I want like a rectangular kind of charm. Or is it, I know that many of the women have come like a personal style of how some, uh, you know, how they come about to create some of these pieces from the earrings to the necklaces. Do you? Yeah, we, um, we do do custom pieces. We're happy mm-hmm. to do that. Um, it's quite often that we get those requests mm-hmm. uh, just from a, uh, and actually, our ladies are having a lot of fun doing it mm-hmm. because they still get a little bit of their own flavor in the pieces. Sure. Uh, but one, if you do look at our pieces online or wherever you see them, each piece is totally one of a kind, not only yeah. because of the graffiti, the cross section of graffiti, but mm-hmm. because of the woman who made it. We really do give them complete creative freedom to cut whatever color patterns and shapes speak to them. Mm-hmm. So it's not only therapeutic yeah. in a sense. But it also really is a, a voice and an outlet for them and how incredibly uplifting it feels when somebody buys something that they felt proud enough to make mm-hmm. and somebody else supports that because they're proud to wear it. It's been that's one of my favorite things is the connections between the customers and the women who make it. Talk about this process again, because, you know. I think some people might not understand from a manufacturing standpoint, you know, you've got small pieces and large pieces, like what attention or timing, let's just say, goes into each individual piece and what, say, like on a given day is the volume that they're creating and making, or is it like, you know, several step process. So one day they're working on this part of the piece and then they have to come back to it on another day because it's setting or curing, you know, that kind of thing. Walk us through that. Yeah. So I'll start with the first thing we do is we collect the graffiti. Mm-hmm. So we have that in the shop and then we take it through a special process to reveal all the layers. And from Does that there, involve like heating? Is it liquid? That's what the is one it? thing we keep as a trade secret. So I okay, totally tell you. But no, that's uh, okay. <laughs> um, but then once they cut out the, the piece that's, that speaks to them or the color patterns that speak to them, they'll then trace it onto silver. Mm-hmm. Um, we then adhere it to the silver with like a special jeweler's adhesive. Uh, we stamp Rebel Nell on the back and then um, we put a, uh, a protective resin on top of it mm-hmm. after it goes through so many hours worth of buffing and polishing. And how we do it, and I'm talking particularly about the signature pendants, which is what we started mm-hmm. with. And our our drop earrings have a similar process, but they do those in batches. Okay. So it it may take two or three hours per piece to mm-hmm. really buff out, and then we uh, tend to put the resin um, in in big batches and allow it to cure overnight. Mm-hmm. It takes about twelve hours to really cure. We're working on increasing that process and 
uh, we found a different type of resin that we're experimenting with right now that would drastically improve. Cut that time. Oh my gosh. Oh, that'd be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of time. It's a ton of time. Uh, so we're, we're flirting with one now that uh, could take it from like 12 hours to 40 minutes, mm-hmm. which would be cool. And then, um, and then we have um, other um, another parts of our collection are these bezel pieces, which are your rings, your cufflinks, your earrings. Um, those uh, the bezel we 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 actually punch out the pieces, mm-hmm. and they are put in with a similar process of the resin. Those we actually don't have we don't do all in house. Mm-hmm. The signature pendants we cut the silver. We do everything in house. The bezels we actually get from a, a local artist. Um, from an artist here in the U.S., and then we put the graffiti and the resin on top of it. And those we can produce at a much faster rate, mm-hmm. um, and that's why their price points are lower, too, just mm-hmm. because uh, we, we really value labor. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, people ask all the time, oh, my gosh, I love your product, but it's so expensive. Yeah. Well, we're not doing that to gouge people. Right, right. We're doing it because we believe in paying our women a good living wage. Mm-hmm. And, yes, a lot of accessories come from overseas where they're paying a dollar an hour. Right. That's, that's a very different, yeah, different spectrum, and mm-hmm. and we believe in in um, paying them a fair and living wage, and that is reflected in in the product. Absolutely. Costs. Brought up a really good point. Stamping with the rebel now, trademarking. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you have these processes. Are these processes themselves under? already been trademarked or in the process thereof? Our our logo is trademarked. Mm-hmm. Um, that we have. Um, gone through the process to register that mm-hmm. the um, the graffiti process itself is protected under a trade secret. Oh, got it. Okay, um, and it's not we we haven't really explored whether or not to patent it yet, but okay. it's currently under trade secret, and everyone mm-hmm. has to sign an NDA. And because that's a very for those of you that are looking and creating some kind of a similar product, that's something. To really think about what you need to do so you can protect your idea and concept. Yep. And all the more reason, as you mentioned early in the show, you know, like having a good CPA and having a good attorney Those are, the best are like money, money well spent. It really is. It mm-hmm. really is. And I learned the hard way. So uh, don't make the same mistakes I did. So from all of this that you've gained, all the knowledge that you've learned, have like you've had to have had people come and want you to speak your story to give advice counsel to others so what kind of an impact that do you and diana have made in this business has you know has gone threefold into other people starting different things or your ability to have a stronger voice whether it is you know in the community politically or not to help strengthen you know our community at large yeah i think we do get asked to speak quite frequently, and I always take that as a huge honor because I, I sometimes don't know if if we are you know worthy enough to, for these opportunities. But I think Diane and I both really feel that if we can move the needle mm-hmm. in the right direction, even right. the smallest amount, or if we can start some momentum that other people can come along and push it even further, if we can just be a little catalyst, or at the very least, cause people to think. Cause mm-hmm. people to stop and realize. Cause people to stop and say hi to somebody that they may not have said hi to before. Right. Um, cause people to be a voice to speak up for something that they may have otherwise been silent on. You know, those are the things that I, I met a woman last night who she I was speaking at um, an event at the Northville Library, and 
she came and she's like, I just needed to hear this. I needed to hear that other people are doing this. I'm terrified. I want to start something like this. And I said, I'm terrified too. I'm still terrified every single day that we're not going to survive or you just, you know, you don't know. Right. It's so much unknown. But I, I would have always wondered what if mm-hmm. had I not done it. Right. And so that's kind of the message that I relay is could you have wondered what if and been okay with it mm-hmm. or would you always want to know? And you're that support for those people. But what about you and Diana along the way? Like you had to have and probably still have those influential or um, well-consoled voices that were like your rhyme or reason when you weren't sure the direction you were going in was the right one or making certain decisions were the correct ones to make at that given time, right? Yeah, there's so many people, more people out there that... They didn't even realize they were mentors to me mm-hmm. uh, just because I watched their moves. I watched what they had done. I, I observed from afar and just admired their work. And, and I, I think I'm, I do a fairly good job of I'll ask anybody and everybody for help, right. and I have no mm-hmm. problem doing that. But there have been people that have been my go-tos uh, mm-hmm. throughout. You know, um, Rami Jingrass is one in particular who's mm-hmm. always been an amazing uh, rock for me and she's very supportive of social enterprises and, and their place in this world and you know she's been that person that I needed to lean on when mm-hmm. um, when you just have those those roller coaster moments and and frankly I would encourage everyone to get a business partner yeah and it's really hard to do because so many businesses break up because of the business partner relationship right. but if you can do your research and just because they're your best friend does not make them oh, the best no. business partner. Yeah. Um, I got incredibly lucky. I mean, mm-hmm. Diana is the yin to my yang mm-hmm. and she's, she's very opposite from me mm-hmm. and we work so well and I lean on her a lot. Mm-hmm. I think her personality uh, will calm mine down. Mm-hmm. Um, I can also can hype her up. Yeah. So it really, really works well. And mm-hmm. She's, you know, when I'm having a down day, she she may be having a really up day. And she's mm-hmm. like, we got this. No problem. Yeah. Um, so finding people like that is really, really, really important. Right. I know people say it all the time, but it truly is. Well, I can, you know, I can turn that full circle because it's only really, in of all the years that I've been doing real estate, have only like the last couple of years have been branching out to be able to rely on having a partner or an assistant to help guide me through because I come from a family of workers in, in, you know, and definitely hard headed at that. And it's, um, uh, to know, you know, when it's right to be able to give away some of that control and be able to put trust on another individual to help you along and realize, yeah, there could be some, you know, decisions that need more time to make, um, to propel you that far further, farther, but you can't be afraid to be able to put that trust and reliance in on other people because right. that's that's what it's all about. I mean, you got to trust in other people to get anywhere. I, you, no one can do it alone. You can't do it alone. You know, and um, I just I know that wholeheartedly. And like I myself of going through some real estate coaching, like I don't need coaching. I know this, you know, but it's true. It's like we all have our hangups. We all have things that we struggle with. And to know that other people have gone through those same things can help propel us through. And it's like, you, you can't make it such a large goal that it's unattainable because then you won't get there. And it's definitely those small steps that you do in day in, day out 
that can really make great things happen. Yeah. You know, um, because thankful the way that this market is going, you know, having the ability to make a good living has thankfully been on my side for as long as I've been in it. But now it's like, let's in turn give that back. So things like, you know, Rebel Nell as an organization and others that are similar kind of like products, but that that have a charitable background, I think are really, really important. And just like charities in general, because it's scary to think where those organizations will be with with so many of them relying on um, grants and things from the right. government. And then a lot of that stuff can change overnight. Where will these organizations be without people really ha- taking a conscious effort of being like, I believe in this and now it's time to step up to the plate and Absolutely. put, you know, and sometimes it is your money or it is your time to be able to make, you know, be a part of that change, not just sit back. Yeah, your money can be a very, very, very powerful tool. <laughs> we know that. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm still, you know, I really believe in the conscious consumer. And I think, you know, being smart and understanding what you're buying, what it's doing. And I know you can't do it on every purchase. I know sure. that there's, you know, things that are, are you need to be efficient, too. You need mm-hmm. But when you have those opportunities or when you're out and you say, you know, I would like to treat myself to a piece of jewelry or a nice handmade chest or something, right, you know, right. like learn where it comes from. And yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that that that's is a nice trend. I think mm-hmm. for there, that is a market that's picking up and people are understanding. And right. Um, I hope that that continues. I do, too. I really do. Well, as we come close to our show, I've got to actually talk about business. But before I get into my spiel, I just want to say thank you again for coming on the show. It's been well worth the wait to have you oh, on. Oh, you're so kind. Thank so you again, for having me. Yeah. For, so for people who want to find out more about your and Diana's story um, and in, you know, contact you if they need to or find out about how they can purchase these fabulous pieces please give us the rundown of how we can find out about you absolutely uh please visit rebelnell.com that's r-e-b-e-l-n-e-l-l.com and if you want to send a note to me personally please reach out at amy at rebelnell.com i'd love to hear from you thanks amy thanks for having me now to get back in some real estate stories well this is a great culmination today about talking about great things for the community and um to do a spotlight on some great new things. Um, as we t- Paul and I talked about in the last show, we've got a great um, four-unit project in Midtown on Forest, 658 Forest, that's actually going to be um, coming online within the next couple of days. Um, great condos priced between 119000 up to 269000 both one- and two-bedroom floor plans. Um, we've also got a mixture of... Um, some co-ops that are coming up soon on the market. So if you're a fan of the Elmwood Lafayette Park area, stay tuned for some listings coming soon in the Hyde Park community. Um, A great single-story ranch unit, three bedrooms, one and a half baths with a full basement that has another bath in the basement. Um, That should be coming soon online. Also, on the other end of the spectrum, I'll be announcing and releasing the Kellerman. So those are the exclusive residences in Brush Park on Elliott Street. Um, On the higher price point, but it's the type of custom construction that we haven't seen in the city. So I think once I put together those... um, 
packages and reveal those online. You, the consumer, will be very interested if that's the kind of product you're striving for in the city um, and want to be in the heart of it all. I've also got that great waterfront property in the Morgan Waterfront Estates that I didn't get a chance to go over in the last show. It's a beautiful um, four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, 4,200-square-foot home, sits on Sandbar Lane, which is a little isthmus off of St. Jean of private individual residences. A very unique community, but great new construction residences within you know, minutes from downtown Detroit. And um, some of the current listings I want to give a boast to, 1300 Lafayette, thanks to some hard work on individuals to bring in additional financing for that project. I've got a spectacular studio unit on a high floor that gives great northern and partial city views, um, priced at 99000 So you got to take a look at that if you're looking for a little pet terre in the city of Detroit. And, of course, looking forward to many more things um, in the coming future of new listings. So stay tuned. Again, my website, LizInDetroit.com. You can reach me also on Facebook, Liz in Detroit, as well as my Twitter feed, Liz in Detroit. And, again, if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out to me on my cell, 313-617-2699. Thanks again, and I look forward to talking with you guys again on my next show.